1: Big sales, National Football Show. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you, as you always do. And it is Combines Week. It's getting ready for the NFL draft. This is where teams are going to make their future. This is where teams in free agency coming up on March 15th. This is where you make your championship roster the same way the Eagles made their roster last year. This is what you're going to put together to go on a championship run. It happens in free agency, starts this week with the NFL draft. I want to throw this at you right away. couple things off the top here. Um, I was just telling Tone this. Appreciate all of you guys coming aboard. Thank you so much. So Bryce Young, about an hour and a half ago, was measured for his height at 5'10 and a half". And I just had a conversation with Tone and I go, and he's like, Sills, does that matter? Does that matter? It's a different NFL. God, he's such a great ball player. He's such a good player. But it's 5'10 and a half. Is that something that would turn you away from drafting him number one overall? The Bears are getting a lot of conversation. From teams wanting to get up to number one. If it's going to be C.J. Stroud from... By the way, I have the top 32 best players that are going into the Combines this week, and I've rated them. And I'm going to get to that probably at the bottom of the hour here. A couple topics to throw off at you. Man. I mean, five, ten and a half. Quarterbacks don't get hit. Um... It's a new wave quarterback, and, and, and he's so good in big games. I'm with Tone. His athletic ability and his play-making ability, the way he throws the ball, he's a great quarterback. But will his size hold him back? Would you, would you take a first-round draft choice at him? I probably would. Number one overall, I don't know. That's an awful tiny dude. Yeah. And, and, um, hey, Pooh, he's, he, he's like 190 pounds. So he's 5'10 and a half, 190 pounds. Man, that's tiny. That's tinier than Drew Brees. And I'm like, man, I saw Brees in Purdue in his last college football game. It was against Georgia. I was working sidelines at the Outback Bowl. And I I remember going home and telling my my wife, I go, man, this guy Brees can play. But I just thought he was too small. And he goes on to, obviously, when he walks out of the game, he's the all-time leading yardage guy. So he completely changed the narrative on shorter quarterbacks. But, man, he was a tiny dude at six feet. He's an elite. I, I agree with you, Bird. I mean, Bryce has played in elite ball games, and he's starred in those elite ball games. Tone's like, this guy's built like – he's this, this, this guy's built like a corner or, you know, like a slot receiver. He's not built like a quarterback, especially the ones you want in today's NFL. I don't know. I just – 5'10 and a half. We'll talk more about that. By the way, he's highly rated going into the combines. All right. Let me start this out before we get to the topics here. And and again, we're going to go over the top. You know what's interesting? I got to tell you this. The top 32 college players, not where they'll go. These are the top 32 college players that are going to the combines pre-draft and pre-combine in what they're rating I got to top 32. You know what's funny? The Eagle picks are right around the guys' needs that they need. I'll explain when we get there. It's it's pre- you 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 may be in a position not to have to overdraft, which a lot of teams fall into. Like, I mean, here here, I w- I just said this to tone as well. If Caleb Williams was in the draft, would he go number one overall? Probably. So when you look at the quarterback class, you're like, is the better class next year, or is it this year? The best prospect is in next year's draft. So we'll, we'll we'll get to that here in a minute. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Neil, he's just a little bit bigger than Doug. I played against Doug both collegiately and professionally. Doug was a really good player. You know, one of the things my wife noticed about him when we were at a Super Bowl, my wife was producing for me, and she said, I've never met a man with bigger hands in my life than Doug Flutie. And Doug was a great athlete. He really was. She, My my grandfather had enormous hands. I got big hands. She said, Dan, I've never seen a guy with bigger hands in my life than Doug Flutie. So we'll get to that here in a minute. I want to ask you something about Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Do you think what the Eagles did with Carson Wentz and Carson's what Carson Wentz's failure in Philadelphia will help or hurt Jalen hurts in the contract negotiations. I thought about this last night. Do you, do you think it will help or hurt Jalen hurts? Um, Man, everything that they wanted Carson Wentz to be, they saw in Jalen Hurts. Funny, all the physical attributes that you want in a quarterback are in Carson Wentz. If you could just put those two guys together, I think that's exactly what the Eagles wanted to to look like. The physical stature and abilities of Wentz with the leadership capabilities, the athleticism of Jalen Hurts. Okay? I I, I think they wanted both of these men. Tone goes, we got to go back to why Wentz failed in the first place. The mentals and the lack of attention to detail is why he failed. Well, that's also a failure on the organization, Tone, for not identifying that quick enough. Instead, they rushed to judgment and gave him a $38 million per year deal. So there's failure all around. And, I mean, Carson Wentz sure failed. So did the Eagles massively. Set the franchise back to a team that would end up winning only four games. And then having to build a one-year team, which they did a year ago. You understand that this – you understand the position that the Eagles are in still stems from the collateral damage of the Carson Wentz deal. You understand that, right? The Eagles are in a position right now. They're in a position right now of looking at all the players that they can't bring back because of the collateral damage of Wentz's decision and them going out and giving him a contract extension. This all goes back again, but I want to bring it to Jalen. And again, I'm not relitigating the Carson Wentz thing. I don't give a shit about that anymore. I don't care. No one cares. Stop. Mental, soft, sure. Will it help or hurt Jalen's opportunity in negotiations on what happened through that whole saga? Will it help or hurt? Mr. International says help. How so will it help? How will it help? It will hurt more than it will help. Funny. I look at it like this. Do you feel... If I'm the Eagles and I'm uh, here, because it kind of it kind of is exactly what people are talking about with Bryce Young here a little bit. Look how small he is. He's not really the prototype. Jalen's not the prototype. And you know what? Quite frankly, Tone's right. That narrative may be changing. I'm going to get to that here in a second. That narrative may be changing. Chills, this is what you're getting more out of college. You're getting these RPO guys this is the position you're now getting out of college edge rusher, wide receiver, cornerback, and quarterback. The rest of them, those are the money positions. When I go over the top 32 guys, you're going to see that corners, edge rusher, O line, wideouts, quarterbacks. The rest, okay? I think this is going to help Jalen Hurts, the failure of Carson Wentz. Let me tell you why. Everything that we saw that we did wrong is going right now. At the end of the day, Jalen Hurts is paying for the Carson Wentz mistake. He's paying off Howie's debt. I'll give you an example. The RG3 complete debacle in Washington. Washington. You know, in the end, it didn't pan out. Three first-rounders. He was the rookie of the year in the NFL. But what was Mike Shanahan smart to do in the fourth or fifth round to get Kirk Cousins? Cousins paid off the bad move. Jalen Hurts is paying off the bad mistake and decision by the owner and the GM on Carson Wentz for where he is now. The Eagles have two first-round picks, and guess what? Now they have the guy that they're comfortable in. He's also paid off the the despicable mistake of Carson Wentz into a contract of his own. And this is why the Eagles are more willing than ever before to open up the checkbook for Jalen Hurts because they see all the massive mistakes that they made during the Wentz move. That's coming into a successful light here with Car- with Jalen Hurts. Am I wrong? How he's paying off for his bad move here. In the faith he had in the second pick, it's it's paid off the Wentz deal. Do you agree? Jalen Hurts is gonna benefit from. Carson Wentz's failure. With more money, more security, more belief by an ownership and general manager's office that are willing to go out and get A.J. Brown. This move saved Howie Roseman and the owner's ass on the mistake of Carson Wentz. That's how I look at it. Carson Wentz, erased. The second pick, you didn't even have to waste the first round pick. He played for a million four last year. He helped you rebuild your team and get assets with two first rounders. You think Jalen Hurts had anything to do with Howie Roseman's contract extension? What if Howie had failed twice, the second rounder and the first rounder? You think Howie Roseman would be the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles? No way. Not a chance. He would have failed twice and been okay to keep his gig? How, if he went out even and got, get this, the Russell Wilson move would have failed. Jalen Hurts paid for the Eagles' mistake of Carson Wentz. That's why he's in line for all this money. Am I right? Think of the things he did. Tone covered the first round mistake, covered the contract, started winning. Played at a cheap rate for two years. Validated the general manager's second round selection. Howie Roseman last year got two first round picks for what? A quarterback in the April draft of this year. He wasn't looking for an edge rusher. He got it in Reddick. He wasn't looking for a corner or safety. He got it in CJ and Bradbury. He was planning on paying for all those guys. But on the way to the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts pans out and plays out. I think that's exciting. I'm not ripping anybody here. You're in a position, and if you're in Philadelphia right now, where you're looking at nothing but this, a shitty conference, very few quarterbacks to have to hurdle. You may drop down in free agency a little bit, but you're still going to have a dynamic offense, and you may have a defense good enough to win. And get back to the NFC title game. I think you are. Barring any kind of massive screw-ups here, especially on the offensive side. I think you're going to be right there. I got a couple teams that I think in the NFC that can take a shot at you. But your offense, what's this? Going into next year, let's do this on February 27th. February 27th. Help me out here. Is there a better offense in the NFC than the Eagles? And don't get me, Minnesota. Every time I see Minnesota play the Eagles, they fold like an armchair. Please don't don't give me Minnesota. Is there name me a better offense in the NFC, NFC than the Eagles going into the combines? Can 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 you give me one? The Lions, Eagles have a better wide receiving core. They got a pretty good running game. Eagles have a better quarterback. And a better O line. Um, tight ends are pretty compatible. I'd still I still favored Philly there over the Lions, but that's a pretty good one. 49ers have a ton of tools, but they don't have the quarterback situated yet Till so that gets rectified. Here, I got the list. I might as well do it now. Here, I got the list of teams. Packers, okay. Varon Rogers stays. Varon Rodgers stays, and they sign and re-sign Alan Lazard. Jones is staying in the backfield. Bakhtiari's coming back, maybe healthier, maybe the O-line. Okay, okay, Packers could be there. The Cowboys, what are you doing with Zeke and Tony Pollard? They need to address a tight end. The quarterback has to play better. Still not better than Philly, though. Seahawks, DK Metcalf, okay. Walker kid from Michigan State running the ball. O-line's getting better. Gino, was that a one-year deal? I don't know. Okay, Seattle, I still got the Eagles. Right? I mean, then maybe the Rams bounce back. I mean, they got a great coach. They need to work on the O-line. They got a great wideout in Cooper Cup. Quarterback's good. They need a running back. They need some work in the O-line. I don't know. I still got the Eagles there. Say this to you, here are the teams in the NFC that will potentially give the Eagles a push for the conference mantle. 49ers, probably, Packers, Vikings, Cowboys, Seahawks, Rams. That's not a gauntlet to get through again. That's not the gauntlet of the quarterbacks that you're going to have to sit there and go, Jalen is going to be in a game versus a guy who's superior to him and throwing the ball. 49ers don't have that. Packers do. The Vikings don't. For whatever reason, Dak is successful against Philly. He is. You could say he's not all you want, but he beats you all the time. Seahawks, Geno, we'll find out. We're seeing them this year. And Stafford in the Rams. Two years ago, they won a Super Bowl. I don't know, but I still think the Eagles are better even making steps backwards on defense, okay? I mean, they got, hey, Dak Prescott beats the Eagles for whatever reason, he does. He does, okay? I got a new list of the Eagle free agents from Mike Florio's at the Combines. He sent this over to me. Do you know on his list, He has 10 Philadelphia Eagles that are going to be in the top, what is it? The top 100, they have 10. The Eagles have 10 free agents, according to Mike Florio, in the top 100. Okay? CJ's number nine, Gardner Johnson. Man, he's going to make a bunch of money. 14-4 tops. Man, how are we paying for a safety at $14 million? Almost $15 million. Bradbury, he's ranked 12th. He's going to make 16. That's $30 million. These two guys are not even going to remotely think about coming back unless one of them's Tagged. If the only way Bradbury and C.J. Gardner-Johnson come back is if they're tagged. And you can only tag one of them. T.J. Edwards, according to Florio's number 17, he's going to make 7 million bucks. Minnesota would clearly pay that. You're not signing him back. Those three dudes are gone. He's got Fletcher Cox, I think, a little high at 28. So the two defensive tackles in Philadelphia, Javon Hardgrave is number five. He's going to make $18 million. He's the fifth-rated free agent, according to Florio, heading into the Combines. Hardgrave's going to make $18 million. Wow. Wow. Fletcher is twenty-eighth. He's gonna make ten million bucks. He's gonna make eight million dollars. Ain't gonna be in Philly. Number thirty four. Um Kaiser White. I think that's a little high. Kaiser White, number thirty four. I think that's high. But according to Mike, he's going to make six. Not signing him back. So far, you ain't getting one of these guys back. According to Florio. Say is number 50. Shit, he's going to have 30 teams wanting to negotiate with him. Miles Sanders is number 73. Marcus Epps is number 92. He's going to make some money. I'm thinking he comes back. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot of free agents. It's a lot of free agents. You're going to have to do a lot of work, in my opinion, in the upcoming draft. And I think you're going to have to use the draft to keep yourself competitive. Because you're not if you're gonna pay Jalen Hurts, and we've been talking about this, if you're gonna pay Jalen Hurts the 46 to 48 to 50 million dollars that you want to pay him, man, you gotta go young like Kansas City went young in the draft, or you gotta get a lot of a lot of luck again, like you did a year ago in your free agent class. You got a long way to go here. This is a lot of work here. I am going to do the top 32 players heading into the combines, which start tomorrow. Anton, Sean DeSassi um, is at the NovaCare Center today. Thoughts? I mentioned his name. Um, I mentioned his name last week early in the process. He's one of the greatest minds in the game. Um, I would compare Sean. In my opinion, to a very young Bill Belichick, if you're if you're able to get, I think his name is Desai. And how you say it? Um, if you're able to land him, he's in Seattle right now, assistant head coach with Pete. I mentioned to him a couple uh, uh, weeks ago and said that look out for him. If it's me, um, I think this guy is a young version of Bill Belichick. His reputation is immense. Won't be cheap either. He's a very young, detailed guy. Has a lot of qualities that Bill has. Okay, sharp. Um, he's going to be. He's going to be a coordinator that's going to take the pieces that. I, you know why it's smart to look at him. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't get out of the care Center tonight. Becomes the new defensive coordinator later at the end of this program so that they can go to the Combines with him tomorrow. And I pray they do, because this is what he's going to do. He's going to go shopping at the grocery store with Howie tomorrow. And if he's able to do that, um, he'll he'll be able to um, help out a lot and understand what exactly is needed for the style of defense and how he wants to run, because I think this is going to come down. He's one of those guys that could do 43, 34, 50 front, he could go, he can go wide nine. He can do so many things. There is a lot of people that love his qualities. He's got detailed stuff. I mean, and like I said, he's not a plug-and-play defensive coordinator. He's going to look at the talent around him and formulate like Jim Johnson used to do to put a, a defensive system together. He is really a great A great option. I hope they land on him, and I think probably why one of the reasons that you're seeing people bow out is because I think they're going to land on him. 49er folks, appreciate you coming aboard. One of my favorite areas. First area I started in broadcasting, actually, was in San Francisco on KMBR 68, then the ticket. Had a great time. Big Sills, we are not getting into free agency. Maniac, repost that again for me, will you please? Um he he doesn't suck. That's not true. That's not true. By the way, something else I did. I put down the top 32 free agents where I think teams are going to hire and their most important needs. We'll do that at the top of the four o'clock hour Eastern time. We'll take a look at where I think some of the top-flight defensive players and offensive players go in free agency, which starts on March 15th. Here's the top 32 players that I got from a NFL head coach in their organization that deals with Bledsoe. Now, I don't know if you guys know what Bledsoe is. That's a scouting service that looks at every single prospect that goes to the Combines and that is invited to the Combines, plus looks at kids all over the country. HBCU schools, um, smaller schools, big schools. They've got a team of people of about 250 scouts that will put a list together of the top kids, give them to each organization, and then those personnel departments go from there with it, add or subtract, depending on what a need that, say, the Eagles or the Steelers or the Patriots or the Buccaneers have. Then they put their own general list together. Then they send their scouts out. These are the 32 guys. Marshall says, well, how we allow him to do his job, though, is my question. Um, How he's going to allow anybody – remember something, Marshall. Because Howie Roseman has a lot of say in the hiring of the assistant coaches, always know this. Howie's going to let that assistant coach, because he has a say in the hiring, to go out and coach his players. How he can't coach the guys. But he wants to hire a guy that will coach his guys. That makes sense? That's why he will allow him. Hey, I need you to coach these guys. These are the guys I drafted. Every personnel guy wants those guys to pan out. That's their job. You give me a talent, the guy sucks. That's, is that on the coach? That's not on the coach, or it could be. And with a guy like Howie that has that kind of collateral inside the organization, he's going to blame the assistant coaches or head coach. That's why Doug Peterson's fired. Okay? Here's the top 32 kids in the pre combine list of players going into the combines to either work out, have their meetings, what have you. The number one rated player. is Will Anderson, 6'4", 243, Bama edge. Everything that the scouts have seen on tape, plus the competition that he plays against, sets him apart. He is one of the best edge rushers to come out of college in a long time. He's better than Michael Parsons. He's a better prospect than Michael Parsons. Here's why. He's a better cover guy. He's got better range. He's got the ability to engage and get out of that engagement. You see him taking on tight ends. He does a great job at tight ends. And Will Anderson, he has the 20-foot rule. All you need to see is 20 feet of this guy's game film, and you know he's a player. And he is the best defensive player that Nick Saban has ever coached. From Toledo to Michigan State, to LSU, to the Dolphins, and Obama. He's the best player he's ever coached. Number two, Jalen Carter, 6'3", 300 pounds, Georgia, D-line, play him anywhere, force, feet, hands, disengages well, doesn't play high. You want to hear this? He's by far a better player than Jordan Davis. It's not close. It's not close. He's more active. He's more productive. Um, I wouldn't know about leadership because I hadn't spoken to him. Yeah, Anton, and I said that he was going to get cut on Friday. Carson Wentz cut. That doesn't shock me. Doesn't shock me. So get this, the two best players. This tells you right now, the two best players... In the upcoming April draft or heading into the combines with defensive players. Shows you what the need is. Now I want you to keep an eye on the Eagles' tenth pick and their 30th pick. Okay? On the players that we're kind of looking at anyway. Number three, Bryce Young. Boy, says six feet, one ninety-four. That's a stretch in itself. He was measured today at five, ten and a half. Five ten and a half, 184 pounds, and that's tiny. But he is a ball player. He, he's 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 got such a great resume with all the big games that he's played in. Danko six feet in cleats, probably, probably. Look, I, I think he's really good. Yeah, I, I think he's a great football player. I really do. I think Bryce Young is a great ball player, but 5'10 and a half, 185 is a little dude. How about this? Would I say that he's a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes? Boy, he sure has the look of it. He sure has the look of it. Would you draft a guy at quarterback at 5'10 and a half 185 shit 190 pounds and it's tiny man these are the top 32 nfl players not where they'll go heading into the combines peter skoronski 643 315, northwestern the best ot in the draft watched him play again big 10 dudes uh, Aiden Hutchinson was good. Ajabo was good. The kid from Iowa was good. Edge rushers in the Big Ten, probably good. So that's a good evaluation. He goes against some pretty good talent. Okay, Big Ten guys, Joe Thomas was in that conference. So, yeah, you know, Orlando Pace. So, I yeah, I, I, I think that's a good evaluation. When you watch him play, he's great. Number five, you guys are going to like this. You know who the fifth highest rated player going into the combines is? It's B. John Robinson, six feet, 222, Texas Longhorns running back. Somebody's going to get a steal. If you take that guy later in the draft, that's why Barrett was saying this. I would take him at 30. Can you imagine this? Someone's going to get a great player. This is what we talk about draft value. He's the fifth rated player heading into the draft. But because the position is not a position of need with a lot of people, he's going to fall in the draft far. This right here, my friends, is the Derrick Henry effect. Plus, he hasn't played on a lot of great teams in Austin. This guy here, think about it. He's going to fall to somebody. And they're going to get a great football player. What if he lands in Kansas City and the Chiefs draft him? Bijan Robinson playing running back behind Patrick Mahomes on a rookie contract. Can you imagine that? They get him at 31, or even say they trade up Nurse Sits, and you're going to get that kid on a rookie contract sitting behind Patrick Mahomes. That's what we call a steal, and that's how you continue to build your football. That's why teams like the 49ers back in the Montana days, people kept going, how do they keep getting better, man? Because they were picking at the bottom of the draft, not overdrafting. Players were falling to them. You know, there's a luxury when you're down at the bottom. People go, that's shitty, you got the 30th pick. No, it's not. You know why? Because you get players that are either been dropping in the draft have been valuated higher, and you get steal. Look at Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was like the 26th player taken because he fell. And he fell, guess where, to Baltimore. If this kid, B.J. Robinson, falls down to 30, should the Eagles take him? Probably. He's the fifth-rated player heading into the Combines. I mean... You might even get him in the second round. That's a steal. That's what you're looking for. Someone exactly like that. Number six, CJ Stroud, 6'3", 2", 18, Ohio State. I just not sold on him, but I get it. I watch him play. He's very athletic. I'll tell you one thing that he does have better than Hoskins, uh, Dwayne Haskins and some of the quarterbacks that have come out of there, Cardell Jones and dudes like that, he's got better feet. Um, do I think he's got better feet than Justin Fields? No, but he's got a better arm for sure. He he he, he He's probably one of the better talents at that position Ohio State has ever had. At least he's going to have a fair opportunity. Now it's going to come down to processing information if he can do it or not, because that's what the quarterback position really is. It's about processing and your feet. The rest of it can be taught. Ask Jalen, ask Joe Montana, and ask Tom Brady. The processing of the information, this is why Testaverde failed. That's why Vinny was a floater. He'd float back. He couldn't process the information, throw a shitload of picks. That's what happens with young quarterbacks. Walsh told me it's all in the feet. Now, look where we are here. Look where we are. Seven. Christian Gonzalez, 6'2", 201, Oregon cornerback. You're right around the Howie Roseman 10th pick. You're right around the Howie Roseman 10th pick. And that kid Gonzalez is at seven. You're right there. So the chances of you overdrafting are looking pretty good when we get down to the 10th pick. Now, again, this is not where these players are going. These are the 32 highest rated players in order heading into tomorrow's combines. I found out some more information on Christian Gonzalez. He was a Colorado transfer. Then he went into Oregon and, um, Mario says the kid's a great player. Number eight, Tyree Wilson, six six two seventy five, edge rusher, Texas Tech, edge and corner. Two areas we think that the Eagles now get this. B.J. Um, Bija Robinson is there as well. I don't say you get him a 10, but do you trade down and keep trading down? Because once he's at a five, he's a steal. Do you keep targeting him? A corner and an edge. Three things you need. Jalen's going to need a running back. You want an edge and you want a corner. The corner's is right around 10. Keep trading down. I I I I might spot this kid from Texas. Number nine, Paris Johnson, 6'6", 3'10", Ohio State offensive tackle. Probably not a need that the Eagles are going to go for. They can address that in the second and third round. Follow me here. Now we're at 10. Look at the players at 10. 10. You get to choose from Miles Murphy, 6'5, 275 Clemson, edge. Good player. Good player. Robinson, running back. The pick's too high for him. If I'm going to land him, I want it later. Do I trade out and down? Because why? Guess who's the 11th rated athlete going into tomorrow's combines? Devon Witherspoon, six feet, 180 Illinois cornerback. There's your guy. He's at 11. Trade back, get another pick, or the 12th highest rated player, Joey Porter Jr. 6'2, 194, Penn State. Do you trade down to 12? Robinson's still on the board. Got an edge. Porter's there. I think Marvin Harrison's kids in next year's draft. Porter's 12. You're at 10. Here's what I'm trying to show you. You have a deal anywhere at that 10th pick. Have you noticed? I haven't mentioned, but two quarterbacks. That's crazy. I haven't mentioned, two, but two quarterbacks yet. How he's sitting in the catbird seat again? Number 13, Will Levis, Kentucky, 6'3, 232. Penn State transfer to Kentucky, played against some pretty good kids. They're they're looking at this kid and they see like a Josh Allen kind of guy. He's big, pretty fast. I thought he was really good. Played with lesser talent at Kentucky. Still won ball games. 14, Brian Branch. Imagine if you traded down here if you're Howie. And you got a safety at 14, and you traded the 10th pick away for another one and a two because someone needed a quarterback. Howie's going to have a ton of people on hold draft night. He's going to have a shitload of people at 10. It's right in the middle of the draft almost. It's clearly you're, 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 you're clearly with the 10 best players. That kid branch can play rookie contract safety. You lose. You lose Sage, or how about this? How about if you, guys, how about if you trade down to 14, get Brian Branch, who's the 14th rated highest player going into the draft, you move C.J. to cornerback to and you put this guy at safety at a rookie deal. How would you feel about that? And you got Epps back there. Epps, Branch, C.J., Slay. You, what do you make of that secondary? What do you what do you, what do you make of that secondary? Branch at safety, slide CJ over the corner. Slay at the other corner, CB one. Tony goes slays too expensive. Yeah, so would the cap hit twenty six million? Howie, <laughs> hey. Now, again, what I'm doing here is I'm not telling you where these guys are going. I'm telling you who the 32 highest-rated players in order are. Number 15, Broderick Jones, 6'4", Georgia offensive tackle. Probably not an area there that Philly's looking at. Look at these players that you're going to be able to trade down for. Brian Breese, 6'5", 305 Clemson, interior lineman. Would the Eagles think of trading down and playing Jordan Davis and the Clemson DT, and you move off a hard grave in Fletcher, and you have those two guys with Milton Williams backing them up, all of them on rookie deal, so you can – follow me. So you can pay for your linebackers in secondary either through the draft or through free agency. 14.4 Fletcher's gone and 13 million of Hardgrave's gone. I think he let Hardgrave walk. I'm not paying. I'm not I'm, I'm not paying $17, $18 million dollars for defensive tackles 30. I'm not doing that. If I'm gonna pay six, hey, I think this is the most important question. Let me let me let me let me ask you the most important question. Would you pay? Would you rather pay sixteen million dollars for a defensive tackle or a corner? Who would you rather? Would you would you rather spend it on a DT or a corner? Why? Because corner is one of the money money positions. Why would I spend? Why would I spend any money? I'll I'll get this. I'll spend. The draft asset, first-rounder on defensive tackles. But I'm not going to spend my cap on them. Does that make sense? I think fundamentally you got to think like that. Am I going to spend my draft capital on what position? D-tackle, linebackers, safeties, right? Running backs. That's where I'm going to spend my draft capital. Maybe old line. Because we've got the best coach on the planet. He's been – I mean, how many guys outside of Jason Peters has come into Philadelphia that they made a trade for? How many people have they ever had come into Philly where um, they were old linemen that they found somewhere else, brought them in, and that's not really their MO. Their MO was developing from within. That's not their MO. Their MO is drafting guys like Kelsey in ladder rounds. Lane Johnson at Oklahoma. I didn't even realize he played there. Here's number 17. Wait till I tell you what's going on. With Anthony Richardson, 6'4", 232, 17, quarterback, University of Florida. Do you know there are seven teams going into this week's combines? And you know what they're saying? He may be the number one overall pick. He is skyrocketing up the draft board, and up how people are viewing him. You know why? Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, um, maybe even Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Because you know what Tone said to me before we even went on the air? Tone goes, Sills, maybe this is just a new wave of what the NFL is looking for. Anthony Richardson just might actually be exactly what the NFL is going to look like in five years from now. Big, physical, maybe not the most accurate. Big arm, though. Can run. It can take punishment. He's an RPO guy. He's a dual threat dude. Maybe that's what you're looking at. You know what's funny? Colin Kaepernick was this guy. You know, Colin Kaepernick's biggest, hey, hey Tone, think of this. Colin Kaepernick's biggest influence and impact on the NFL may be his style of play instead of his activism. Because Colin Kaepernick was this dude. Kaepernick led a team to the Super Bowl. And his last year stats didn't suck. That team sucked. Look it up. He was on pace for a pretty good year. Okay. Colin Kaepernick, when he took that Niner team to the Super Bowl and Jim Harbaugh saw his physical skills, that guy right there is exactly what Anthony Richardson is today. Am I wrong? Anthony Richardson is a modern day Cam Newton and this is what the NFL may look like in five years. you guys are right. you 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 guys are right. I mean where would where would Kaepernick go in today's NFL draft one overall? If Kaepernick was available coming out of Nevada right now, he'd be the number one pick. He'd be the number, well, I'll tell you what, analytics would tell you that he he should be at least in the conversation, one, two, and three. Am I wrong? That's what Anthony Richardson looks like to me. He looks like he he looks exactly like Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick put, a, put together a great career. People hate on him because of his politics, so what they do is they chip away at it. Here, let me show you something here with Kaepernick. And so, again, this goes into Anthony Richardson, and I would say this even, too. I think Jalen Hurts has helped guys like Anthony Richardson more than what people want to think. The dual-threat guy got a team to the Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick stats. I want to, I want to show I want to show you something here, and why people always always put Kaepernick's numbers in San Francisco, and they don't they don't do them justice. Now, again, you're never going to get a high percentage when it comes to dual threat guys. Even Lamar Jackson doesn't have one. twenty one touchdowns, eight picks, nineteen touchdowns, ten picks. thirty one ninety seven, thirty three, sixty nine. even in the last year, when everyone said he sucked, in 11 games, Kaepernick had thrown for 2,241. He was going to throw for 3,400 yards again. He had 16 touchdowns to four interceptions in 11 games. He was on pace to do what Jalen did. And if you put his running numbers together that year, he had 468 rushing yards in 11 games. He was on pace to seven. He would have had a Jalen Hurts year. Kelly Kaepernick would have had a Jalen Hurts here. Number 18, Quentin Johnston, 6'4, 215, TCU wide receiver. Everybody in Philadelphia, here's the school TCU. They go, no, thank you. I'm bowing out. <laughs> Number 19, Jordan Addison, the transfer from Pitt into USC. Six feet, 175 wide receivers. The 19th player ranked going into the Combines. Bob Goeceels, can you get Dustin Regan on this week? I don't know this week, Bob. They're pretty busy at the Combines. I'm getting Bruce Arians tomorrow. By the way, our friend Gary Cobb at 430 Eastern will be with us in hour number two. Um... Uh, so I'm getting Bruce from the uh, combines tomorrow. Executive with the Buccaneers. I think we're going to get him to blame Brady for the failures of the Bucks last year. So I think we're getting him on. Hey, Tone, I'll send you the information for him. But I think we're getting him on Bruce Arians tomorrow. Um, 4:30 Eastern. We'll have Bruce Arians, the assistant executive of the Buccaneers, live from Indianapolis and in the Combines. Um, number 20 is Michael Mayer, 6'4, 265, Notre Dame tight end. There's quite a few tight ends on this list. Number 21, Jackson Smith Nijaba, Ohio State wide receiver, 6'1, 200. They put out great wideouts from that program. The real goes Kaepernick's the best quarterback the Niners have had in 20 years.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With, with, with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And decent coaching. Yeah. Yeah. 49ers drafted Colin Kaepernick and Trey Lance. Of course, he's the best. Trey Lance is Colin Kaepernick. Number 22, Lucas Van Ness. He's he's down to 22. I think he's going to go in the top 15 because of need. Edge rusher, Iowa, 6'5", 275. Seals, you can't hate dual threat. You dual threat the dinner. <laughs> Spaghetti and meatballs, that is dual threat. Number 23, Jamar Gibbs, 5'11, 200, bam, a running back. No, thank you. But get this someone's going to get a steal with this kid. Look at this one here, guys. This kid Gibbs is 5'11, 200 pounds. He's a 23rd ranked. Running back going into the draft. He may not go in the first two rounds. Someone's going to get a massive steal with this guy. He's the 23rd rated dude going in. That's a remember that kid? That kid's going to be a star in the NFL. Remember, I said that. He's going to be a star. Kaylee Ringo, number 24, 6'2", 10, Georgia cornerback. Okay, now you are kind of start getting closer to 30 again with the Eagles. But look at all those players. The Eagles are going to have an opportunity that. Van Ness, Breezy, Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver from Tennessee that destroyed Alabama. Number 26, Nolan Smith, the edge rusher, 6'3", 235. That kid can play. Cam Smith, foot 188, South Carolina cornerback. Now you're starting to get around that 30 mark again. Number 29, Darnell Washington, 6'7", 270, Georgia, tight end. That kid, can you imagine lining him up in a two-tight end set? We got it on the other side. And A.J. and, hey. Hey, Tone, how about this? Darnell Washington, 6'7", 270, George tight end. This guy's a beast. He's like Gronk. He's over here on this side. And in that old line, you got 6'7", 6'6", 6'5", 6'3", 6'6", 6'9", 6'7". I mean, dude, it's like the Great Wall of China. I mean, can you imagine that going across? And then you have A.J. Devontae. And Jalen Hurts behind that. man. Dude. You run a double tight end set of teams with Jalen running the ball and throwing the ball back there. Man, I don't know how you do (laughs) that. Oh, man. Dalton Kincaid, 6'4", 240, Utah. Tight end. Bunch of tight ends on this list. He's a pretty good player, number 30. Ken White, 6'5", 280, Georgia Tech, edge rusher at 31. And Emmanuel Forbes, 6'180, Mississippi State, cornerback. Man, are they going to be able to do a lot of stuff? So let me put it out there to you. Because the quarterback situation looks like it's resolved. Don't you trade down? You're going to get your guy. In the middle of the draft... Devon Withers, wait. Christian Gonzalez is ranked seventh. Witherspoon is ranked 11th. Porter is ranked 12th. Ringo is ranked 24th. Shit, you could trade down more to get your corner. Or you can trade down. Continue to trade down. Brian Branch is not going to go at 14. I think they're in really great hands. I'm talking Eagles. I think they're in really great hands. I think they're in super hands here, man. There's... The key with the draft is the money and hoping they play... and hoping they can play... Cornerback, you were right. I think it was Dank that said it. The cornerback position is pretty deep here. It is. It's pretty deep. All right. What I'm going to do at the top of the hour, I have written down the top 32 free agents and where I think they'll go. Wait till you see where I put and who I put with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to do that. Your favorite team. San Francisco is also on this list. The Bills, the Steelers, all 32 teams that have – First-round picks. I don't believe I have the Dolphins on here. Oh, I did. I did. This is free agency. This is not – this is our own – basically drafting the free agents for all 32 teams. You tell me if you agree or disagree, okay? We're going to do that next. Please hit the Like button. Gary Cobb will join us at 4.30 Eastern. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
2: and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
5: My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget.
6: Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
0: Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean.
1: National Football Show, please hit the like button. Look at what the Cowboys are under right now. Look at where the Eagles are sitting right now. By the way, do do you think that the Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray deals hurt Jalen Hurts? See, maybe I come from a different perspective. I think they helped the player. I don't think they hurt the player. See, what people want to try to do is they want to have it both ways here. Either you're rooting for Hurts to get his money or you're not. I don't give a shit if the Eagles don't like the Cleveland or the Arizona deal. That's got no bearing on me. See, Tone goes right here. But Tone wants both because he's an Eagle fan. It helps Hurts. Hurts the Eagles. Well, guess what? Can't have both. And you knew knew that, and you knew that. And that's why when I bring it up, you guys are like, it's hating. It's not hating. Pick one. Pay the kid or not. What do you want to do? You pay him or not? Or do you want to have a good team? Take that back. A lesser of a team. Do you know what the money means for Jalen? I'm going to show you something to make a comparison on what's going on in Dallas. You're banking that he can do what that guy in Kansas City is doing. Am I, he's your benchmark now. Jalen Hurts' benchmark is Patrick Mahomes. It's not Josh Allen. It's not Joe Burrow. It's Patrick Mahomes. If you can't do the things that Patrick Mahomes is doing, you're the Cowboys. You want me to tell you and show you a little bit of your future? Okay. How many people want to pay Jalen Hurts $50 million this year? How many people want to pay Jalen $50 million? 22 says we have to pay him, okay? How many people believe they're paying Jalen Hurts $50 million? We're going to pay him more than the guy in Arizona. I agree, Mahomes is the benchmark. By the way, is Patrick Mahomes the only guy we've seen in this era of quarterback contracts, deliver a Super Bowl with a lesser team. With that kind of money, because Brady always took pay cuts. You can't put Brady in there, because Brady was never in that room. You know Tom Brady made $25 million last year? He front-ended it. I'm trying to think anybody in the recent memory in the last seven, eight years that started getting these big contracts. Anyone go to Yeah, Jared Goff. He got to a super. Yeah, but he didn't have that deal yet. I don't think that deal was instituted. I think that's the reason they gave him that deal, is because he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. People forget that. Hey, watch this. What's the difference between Jared Goff and Jalen Hurts? Statistically had a better year than Jalen. What's the difference? He's been to a Super Bowl. He was a high draft pick. What's the difference between Jalen Hurts and Jared Goff? He's gone just as far as your guy has. Probably almost the same record. And by the way, let me bury the lead. I don't think he's better, but don't start throwing resumes at me. Goff's got the same resume your guys got. And it's in Detroit, the laughing stock of the league. He pulled a team that's the laughing stock of the league into a winning record. Been to a Super Bowl, won an NFC championship. I don't know. I'm not telling you. I would take Jalen. Uh, I, I'm not telling you that I would take golf. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, don't start talking to me about winning. The guy in Detroit done the same thing you've done. Joseph goes, golf is a mummy. <laughs> the same resume as your mummy. He you took a team to the Super Bowl. I mean, but you're going to pay your guy 50. So did golf steal? Hey, what's, you know what? Did golf steal eventually work out? Yet to be determined. Tone, Tone just asked me, any of those deals work out? Golf steal might. Winning record in his second year starting in Detroit. Who would have thought that, that the Lions may get that better end of this thing? Rams did win a Super Bowl. I got to say that. But they've changed the fortunes around the Detroit because of Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff beat Carson Wentz, who was just cut today. And the Lions' deficiencies this past season were on defense, not offense. They went one of the better offenses in the league this year. Cody goes, Sils. why do so many quarterbacks think they deserve to be the highest paid quarterback? Good question, Cody, because you know why? Most people throw that stupid-ass comment out, market value, and think it applies to your team. And when they do it, I'm going to show you right here now. Okay, watch this. So you know what the Cowboys are in line to do right now? Jerry came out prior to the Combines and said that we have to have an extension On Dak Prescott, you know why they're looking for a contract extension with Dak Prescott, who threw for the most interceptions of anybody in the league with the least amount of games. Why do you think the Cowboys have to get a contract extension? This is what could be headed your way with a lesser team. History will will replay itself out potentially in Philly. Because in 2023... The hit on the cowboy cap, they're gonna pay Dak Prescott 49.1 million. And in 2024, his cap hit is 52.1 million. That is un unreasonable. You can't build a roster around a guy who can't deliver like the guy in Kansas City with Juju Smith Schuster. It's impossible. And when Jalen loses A.J. Brown, some players in the O-line, are you sure you have a guy who could carry the team to a Super Bowl win like Patrick Mahomes? Because if not, you'll be the Cowboys. Bird goes, that's premature. That's history. You have nowhere where you have it where it's worked. You're not compared to Josh Allen anymore. All these quarterbacks are no longer compared to Joe. Jalen Hurts is not compared to Joe Burrow. He's not compared to Josh Allen. He's compared to the guy in Kansas City. But still, he doesn't throw the – nobody cares. Can he win games like that guy can with lesser talent? That's now the fundamental question. Watch this. You think Kyler Murray is leading the Arizona Cardinals to the promised land with that attitude, with that shitty body vibe, and with an organization run by the Bidwells? At least Jalen Hurts has a shoot. He has a shooting chance. You know why? Why? The organization has been damn good since 2000. Jalen may have the best chance. Watch this. How many think that Joe Burrow's going to get back to the Super Bowl with the Browns running the money? Vet says this. I'd pay Jalen $50 million, but backload the contract as the cap goes up. No, no, vet. Front end it. You want the base salary to go down if you're sure. You don't want a $65 million salary in the final year. You'll only be 28. When you sign guys like this, you want them to look like Mahomes' deal also. You want that thing to continue to go down so that it goes like this, giving you more latitude to be able to spend. Give them the signing bonus. Give them the roster bonuses. Front end the deal. The problem that you have with executives today, they back in that deal. And what do they end up doing? The Dak Prescott. See, Jerry Jones has passed his prime. Running a team. Backloading a contract that eventually takes your roster apart. I think Howie knows this. He's going to turn this thing inside out. Give Hurts the money up front. Give him the big bonus up front. If I really have to take a one-year whack with it, watch this. And then he's working on still on a rookie contract, and you give him the bonus that doesn't apply to the following year, and and you front end the contract, his salary will go down. His base, not the value of the deal. Anton, I I think you're right. I think Anthony Richardson's a top 10 talent because of guys like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Bird says earn it first. Bird, that's not where we are in the NFL today. You know why that doesn't apply? Kyler Murray didn't earn it first. Deshaun Watson didn't earn it first. Josh Allen hasn't earned it first. Why should I apply that to Jalen Hurts? I'm not that that that's not a negotiating place to be. It's an adversarial place you want to put your your ball player in and you're trying not to get there. Hurts has to be reasonable. Again, Yale, I don't think it's anything to say that hey, I'll tell you what. Let's put a contract number out there and let's work on the framework which I said last week I think they're doing. They they should be working on making sure Jalen is one of the lowest base-paid quarterbacks in the final year of his contract. Why? He got his money. He got it at the beginning. So they get this, in case they have to move off the guy or they want to keep adding for the player. Either way, the Eagles protect themselves. What's wrong with... Hey, if you ended up making $100 million and I gave you of it up front, okay? Instead of 75% of it on the back end, where, get this, that's fantasy money if I cut you. The problem with those old-school contracts is exactly what's going on in Dallas right now. Dallas has got to restructure. Get this, they're forced into redoing Prescott's deal and they may not even be sure he's the guy that can carry them to a Super Bowl, but they're working with the numbers of 49.1 and 52.1. Who would you rather be? Front end that contract. I mean, why would you want to have this as a salary cap hit like the Alshon Jeffries deal with the Eagles had? You know, the Eagles had the Alshon Jeffries contract on their books for three years after the player left two years after the player left who wants that maniac goes you come from the perspective that every quarterback for RPO is the same will have the same outcome you're you're coming from a place maniac where there's no history to it You're coming from a place that it hasn't happened. I'm coming from a place that it hasn't happened after they've given the money. I've seen it not work. You've not seen it work. Well, Jalen got to the Super Bowl. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl. Brock Purdy got to a NFC title game making less than a million. And you want me to pay a dual threat guy who hasn't played a full season yet? Hurts hasn't played a full season. In his entire NFL career, he hasn't. And, and yet, you you think that's going away? He's different. No, he's not. He's like every other dual threat guy so far. He misses ball games. That's a fact. He's missed three. Oh, you're right. That'll improve. Oh yeah, that'll improve. Cause it always does. I see maniac. <laughs> Cause it always improves. Gary Cobble will join us at four thirty. Cowboys are in hell right now. Maurice goes. How many big money quarterback dudes win Super Bowls? That's the point I've always made to you. None. Except the guy in Kansas City. That's the point. High-paid receivers don't really even become a factor. Look who the receivers were in the Super Bowl for the world champion Chiefs. Juju Smith-Schuster and his buddies. From Midtown, Kansas City, <laughs> the, the 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 receiver who has had the second most success in the Super Bowl, next to Jerry Rice, is Julius Julian Edelman. Do you know that? Edelman, not DeAndre Hopkins. Not Devontae Adams, not D.K. Metcalf, not A.J. Brown, but Deion Branch. (laughs) Kelsey's not a wide receiver. I mean, most of these dudes... Cooper Cup, yeah. Cooper Cup, one fabulous year. The rest of them, he ain't a Hall of Famer. Cooper Cup, a Hall of Famer. Wait a minute, Tori Holtz, not a Hall of Famer, but Cooper Cup is. Hmm. How we got this, be cool. but I'm not being, being cool, I'm a conversation here. Yeah, Deion Branch went to Seattle, thought he was somebody special. Broke his little branch and came running back to New England. Cooper is a great fantasy guy. I bet he is, man. If Jalen is about winning. Run it back with the roster and hire the Eagles' chances of winning it all. Max out the opportunity. I'm probably thinking they thought that, Bird. Bird, I'm probably thinking they thought that. Hey, you know, if you gamble on your – because watch this. It's a good take, actually. What a Chandler goes to the Eagles and says, I'll tell you what. Pay me the $4 million you owe me this year, okay? Pay me the $4 million, and what I'll do is this. At the end of the year, we'll sit down we'll, we'll before March 15th or March 12th, whatever the new year begins, we'll hammer out a deal the guy comes back and they rolled it back with the pretty much 90% of the team. They're going to win the NFC again. Cause unless the 49ers figure out what the quarterback deal is, it's probably going to be Philly again. And you're going to be there. Could do that too. Could do that too. I, I, I got, I, before I bring Gary Cobb in. So this is, this is right now what's going on in Philly. Tomorrow, the Combine start, and you don't have your D.C. placed. Okay, so, like, what are you shopping for your defense because you're going to have a ton of new faces on that side. You're going to have some faces on the offensive side. Javon Hardgrave, according to Mike Florio, is the fifth highest rated free agent. C.J.'s 9. Bradbury's 12. T.J.'s 17. Fletcher's 28. Brandon Graham's 34. Sam Milo's 50. These are the top. 100 free agents. The Eagles have 10 of them. Miles Sanders, number 73, Epps, 92, and Kaiser White, 98. And you've got compensation picks, and you've got first two round picks, 10 and 30. What do you do? Awful lot of work to do. Let's bring our friend in, Gary Cobb, and get his thoughts. Gary, a lot of work for Howie.
3: Yeah, they got some big decisions to make. You know, uh, I think that – You know, in the past, you know, the thing I remember about him is he likes to trade down, you know, because you get more, get more picks. And I I think that, uh, you know, you look at this situation, they need talent on that defensive side of the ball. They need young players that can come in and play. And then, I mean, if you look at Kansas City, they had all those young kids out there on defense. I mean, they just made it by the skin of their chinny chin chin, (laughs) you know, but. They did it. I mean, they made it work where they were able to bring in these young kids and you got four kids, five rookies over there playing, and you got all these kids, you know, and you you, you know, the big thing is you don't want them breaking down. You know, this is going to be a challenge, the talent. Are they going to be able to come in and help you right away? Who can come in and help you right away? Now, you saw where they really redshirted the guys they drafted last year. I mean, they didn't have All to three play a long time. All three of them. All three of them. That's right. They were They were able to, uh, they, they didn't need them. They had enough talent to where they didn't really need them a lot. So uh, I can't say that about this group. No, these guys, they're going to have to be at least a number of them. I'd say uh, three or four. They got to come in and play. They need them to be able to come in and contribute. And that means having the mental toughness. To be able to come in, you're not going to be winning every battle. Uh, When you get beat, how do you respond? You know, all those type of things. So, you know, that's why, you know, you got to talk to a kid. You go do the homework. You know, how does this kid respond when he gets beat? You know, because on the college level, maybe they weren't used to getting beat. And chances are they weren't. But on the pro level, you're not going to win every battle. But how do you respond? You know, Uh, Are you the kind that can make adjustments during a game? That's a big thing that happens on the pro level. A lot of times on the college level, they're not making major adjustments during the game. Can mentally you be able to take information and process it immediately, you know, during a game when there's pressure and, you know, um, not everybody's ready for that. I mean, you know, there are times I play with a guy saying, don't say anything to him. You know, because you know, hey, the guy might be not the sharpest tack in the box, leave him alone. You're gonna get him confused. You know, but on the pro level, there are times you gotta make adjustments during a game. Who can do that? You know, uh how can you know? Are are, are you the kind of guy that's been you able to play me, where okay? you're able to Back look Back in formation? the day, you just slap me in the ass and go slide over to
1: a three. That's right. <laughs> guys that's why they right. can't do that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And, and see certain guys, you know, leave him alone because all you're going to do is confuse him. You know, some guy you can't even, you know, don't even talk to him about that, you know, because some guys, they can't handle it, you know. But then there are other guys, they can process the information. They come in, you know, they're, they're, they're the type of guy that's a smart player where he can process that information fast and be able to play and be able to play fast. Watch it. So. Gary, I, I I got from Bledsoe and um, my friend
1: Frank Reich sent me the top thirty-two players mm-hmm. that are going into the draft, and I want to get your assessment. You've been around Howie a lot here. Yeah, they're going to be picking at ten. Here are the ten, but here are the ten players that are going to be, or here's like the four players that are going to be around that tenth pick. Okay, Miles Murphy, Edge, 6'5", 275. The number 11th ranked. This is going into the combines now. So this will probably change coming out of it. Devon Weatherspoon is ranked 11th. How he could trade down. They're six feet, 180 Illinois corner. Joey Porter Jr. is ranked 12th at 6'2, 194 from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Right around. And then you got that kid, Brian Branch, who's rated as the 14th. Highest rated player in the upcoming draft. He's a safety from Bama, another SEC guy, six feet, 193. Couple things here, Gary. You could do this. You could re sign TJ at a safety number at 14 4, slide him over the corner, draft this kid, slide down to 14, get another pick in the second or third, drop this kid who's played with. Uh, Bear or with uh, Nick Saban at Alabama, drop him in the safety. You get another pick, you get cheaper. Instead of having to go out and sign Bradbury. And there you got Epps and this guy sitting back there and all you had to pay was 14 million. And you get rid of the two defensive tackles in the middle. There's 30 million. You put Milton Williams, Jordan Davis, and maybe you go into free agent market and put a guy in there. I mean, there's ways of doing this. What do you think is the most likely
3: avenue for Howie? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, some of the things you're talking about, I think that, uh, you know, he's definitely going to go through that. Um, I just think that, you know, the, the whole thing is, which one of these guys that are high-ticket guys? And I think, you know, because of Jalen, you know, I don't know who they're going to resign. I mean, I...
5: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
3: I don't think right. they can afford to re-sign guys that are going to cost, you know, high-ticket guys. Did you think this would get done before the Combines? no no i didn't i didn't so they don't
1: have the jalen deal done before the combines and they don't have the dc put in place nor the oc
3: are they behind this do you think they're behind so far i i there's no question that they are i mean the the whole thing you know you're going out picking players and and this is where a guy that has done something similar to what they want to do gets an advantage and that's the guy that's probably going to get the job uh where I see th- this guy, I don't know what uh, Sean Say. yeah, uh, who 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 comes from the Fangio school of defense. And everything. He's the assistant head coach now in Seattle. He's got a pretty good reputation around. I, I him. think I think he probably would be the guy. Say he's in the lead because you're going to want to stay with the same system. You know, if, if you can stay with the same system, then you know there's certain things you don't have to do. You know, you're not going to be under the gun as much when it comes to teaching your a, a new a new system you, you're you already in the same system and with the fact that they were consulting with uh Fangio you know it looks like that's where I think they'd be leaning and from what I understand they're uh interviewing the guy again so I think he's in the lead um you think they could get this done by tonight again to combine start I mean I know but
1: or, or how about this Gary Maybe this tells us a lot more about the influence that Howie has because Howie's probably telling the new coordinator, hey, look, here are the pieces that I'm going to give you. Can you build this defense around it? So remember, Gary, help me out here. Do you agree Howie, Howie has more influence on Nick when it comes to picking the roster of coaches to coach his guys in the building? Or do you think Nick... Because I've never really asked you this question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Nick has as much say in who the position
3: coaches are? Uh, I think Howie uh, Howie's hands are in everything. Uh, he's He's got more power than he's had in the past. Uh, because, And I think Nick came in there with that understanding. I mean, so that's why bringing a, a guy like Nick who comes in, he doesn't have this huge resume. He can't come in with a lot of power. And I think what has happened, and especially – with the fact that, you know, um, you know, how he's done a great job. I mean, coming off this season where he, he gets an award as executive of the year and all of that. Uh Howard clearly has more power to where he's got his hands in just about everything. Is that and good I, or bad? Well, you know, without a question, you know, you, it's been successful, Gary, and so, in far, DeWay, you so know? far. But but it can go you you know, you can go over you can go over the top where the guy that's coaching, he's got to have some, you know, he's got to have enough power to be able to feel like he can go do his job and everything. But, you know, as long as you know what you're doing. Now, of course, you know, it, it's it's so delicate to where, you know, all of a sudden the guy can get where he's going over the line, you know. Um, but the whole thing comes down, are you winning? You know, are you winning? Coming off of this year, I can't, what can you say? You can't be that critical. I mean, they're, they're a play away from winning the Super Bowl. So, you know, you you can't really jump on them um, over that. So I would have to say right now, and this is why, and this is how I think that the, probably Jeffrey Lurie is playing. Hey, you see success, who's complaining? So I think Howie has more power, and he's clearly got his hands in everything. That's why I think what you were saying is that he could have a hand in picking the guy or at least influencing it. And then he says, hey, look, this guy knows the system, you know, Then, uh, you know, I think I could see where that guy would have a tremendous advantage over everybody else because all of them know the system this guy plays if he's going to continue what they were doing. So here's something else.
1: Let me ask you on the contract negotiations with Jalen. Do you think the failures of Carson Wentz and the Eagles giving that contract extension to Wentz helps or hurts? The negotiation process. I said this, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I said <laughs> what Jalen Hurts has done, mm-hmm. he's kind of erased the mistake that the organization and the owner made, and he's validated the second round pick, and he's validated that Gary all by winning and getting to the Super Bowl. So at the end of the yeah. day, yeah, I think it helps him more so than hurts him because. Everything they saw, whence is the antithesis of what you don't want. But what you want physical-wise, it jalen's everything you want when it comes – just your take. That's kind of how I see it. Am I wrong? You've been around them, guys. I, you know, I,
3: I, I think I think you definitely are correct, you know, um, uh, that uh, the way this whole thing has played out in that right – I mean, coming off, you know, what um, – you know, Carson is somebody they're high on and they, they go and grab Jalen, you know, and the fact that they went ahead and made that move, you know, in the way it's worked out. I mean, I think it, it clearly uh, gives them the, a lot of confidence that, Hey, Jalen is the guy and maybe even more so because of his personality, because of the way that he's so team oriented, you know, uh, I don't think that they want to bring a guy in like uh Carson anymore where you know you got a guy that can just go off the top to where he's trying to you know make these plays which are just stupid holding on to the ball refusing to listen to anybody and all of that you know clearly Jason I mean Jalen is not that type of quarterback now you know going forward it is something you're going to have to keep an eye on because he is human <laughs> and no no I, I'm, I'm- making those bucks but but, I mean, he's just been so sober about the fact that it's team, team, team. That's all he's been shouting with everything he's been saying that. And and he's been very tough on the guys that, hey, we're about a team. We're going to work. We're going to do the grind. We're going to, you know, we're all about winning. All that matters is winning. Okay, is that I-
1: agency saying that right now, Clutch Sports? <laughs> hey.
3: hey, I don't think that agency is saying that. <laughs>
1: I don't think that
3: agency sees yeah. any team but Clutch Sports' team. Hey, I, I think that hey, they're, they're coming in there. This is business. No, now, they're the coming in with empty is...
1: bags of money. But there's hey. all, all money bags, Gary. And they're hey. going to go like this to you. Hey, you guys fill it up, whatever you think we
3: want to start with. Hey, the thing is, if you could somehow get one of those little devices in there and be able to listen <laughs> to those conversations and hear about the interaction between Jalen and them and, where everything's at, and you know, chances are, you know, he's a family guy. So you know, his dad probably got his—he got us his some say in there. Oh yes, you know, I, I mean, would. as he should. I mean, you, he's only like what twenty-four years old. I mean, yeah. so you got this whole thing playing out. It's probably very fascinating, but the thing is, you know, um, Jalen has come out. He's come on. He's been loud about the fact. It's all about team. Now, is he going to do that? You know, in this negotiation, I mean, I could guarantee you that agency ain't going to be open. No, nah, they're the, not going to hey, be crazy. I want to throw this
1: two last questions for you here. So, Gary, I said Jalen Hurts will no longer, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what's going on in Dallas here. And I was just talking to everyone here about Dak Prescott. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is never going to be compared to Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Um, Trevor Lawrence, or any of these guys ever again, he's always going to be compared once he gets his money to the guy in Kansas City because the guy in Kansas City proves to you that he can lead a team with a lesser group of men. Yep. That first Super Bowl, they had yep. Honey Badger, yep. they had Tariq Hill, they yep. had a running game, they yep. had a better old line. Well, as the money starts rolling in for the quarterback, you've got to carry him. Yep. And here's where the Cowboys are right now, Gary. The Cowboys came out today pre combine and said we got to have a contract extension for a guy who led the NFL in interceptions of Dak Prescott. He's gonna have a 49.1 million dollar salary this year, a 52.1 in 2024. That's unattainable and unsustainable in building a roster when you're paying that kind of money and you're not getting playoff results. Yeah. Gary, the Eagles could be here Yeah, if they choose wrong and they start having, like, what, what happened to Russell Wilson, Gary, in, in Seattle. All of a sudden, you start losing Lynch, you start yeah. losing Percy
3: Harvin, you start losing dudes. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be right here. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, they have got to be on the money, and, and, and there definitely is going to be pressure there. Now, I do like the fact that we're – you know, uh, Jalen is growing in his passing game. You know, because he is going to have to carry more of the weight. You know, they're going to have to, you know, uh, where the, he's going to be able to drop back. Hey, we got it. You got to get it done for us. And and it's going to be interesting to see how the the offense uh, grows and how it is shaped. Uh, because I don't think you can run him, but so much. I mean, if you're if if you're if you got all this money on him, you can't afford him to get hurt. You can't be Doing some of the things they did, which is like he, running the ball seventeen times. Come on, man, you can't do that. Uh, and and that's where you're going to have to relay, rely on his quarterbacking from the pocket. And they they've got receivers. You know they they're going to have to say, hey, look, we're going to going to go drop back and, and and go after people. So that's why it's going it's going to be very interesting. But I I think definitely gets that money. You know he's got to carry that team. You know what? Finally here.
1: And maybe I've been saying this the wrong way the whole time. It's not if a dual threat quarterback can win the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this. Do you think a $50 million a year quarterback
3: can win the Super Bowl? I think so. Uh, because and and this is the but thing. it hasn't happened yet. No, it ha- hasn't happened yet. The thing is, Howie how he has been able to do things to sign guys, and he's got to sign some people using whatever loopholes or whatever. Because all the guy cares about is his money. He don't care how you worked it until he gets his money in his account. But you've got to be able to, to do that. And the other thing is they got to have a good draft. You know, how he's done a lot of things, great drafter. I couldn't say great drafter. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Gary. Yeah. He's never
1: been able to draft a corner. He has not drafted a linebacker. He's never... I think Josh Sweat's good. I think he's getting better, but he's never drafted really an edge rusher. He's never really drafted a wide receiver. Devontae looks like it's the first. Uh-huh. I mean, Gary. I mean, yeah. you know, all the stuff that he's ended up failing on, what did he do? He went into free agency, got Hassan Redick. That's right. He got did. Bradbury. Yep. Got he even traded for Slay. Yeah. I mean, that whole entire secondary is not homegrown.
3: You're right. He has, I mean, his strength has been negotiating contracts, being creative there, and he's been great at going out, getting and, and filling pieces with people, with with guys that you already know can play. He's got to have a great draft. He's got to show he can do that. Uh, I don't know, you know, who he needs to bring in there, but you got to have a great draft. They got to draft guys that can come in and play right now. And, and they, they got to be talented that can play right now. And, and that's what they got to do. Cause I, they can't go out and get enough guys, you know, that are aged, but he's got to be able to do, he's got to be able to do that. That's a part
1: which he's got to show us. Okay. I'm going to leave you on this one. I had Seth Joyner on last week and I want to ask you and uh-huh. set through his name out for this, that, that he would be willing to be the D coordinator. And as I kept him on, he was on an hour and 40 minutes with me, Gary. And I know okay. that's your boy, yeah. but he also said if the right circumstances were there, He would even be the linebacker coach. Mm -hmm. Do you think he would be a fit? And do you think the Eagles should
3: entertain? How about this? At least talking to him. I definitely think they could, they should talk to him. I mean, you know, because, you know, what is he thinking? I mean, clearly Seth has been around the game long enough to where, you know, he's looking at it seriously. I mean, and, and been sitting there looking at the tapes seriously. And, you know, the, the thing is he would bring in a mentality that would be more aggressive, you know, would do things, but uh, I, I think they got to think outside the box. You know, I, I think they could do that. I mean, I think, you know, with, with the with the kid that they're looking at bringing, I mean, what is he? He's uh, like 40 years old. Yeah, he's a young guy. He's a young and guy. He's,
1: I, I, I kind of know the guy a little bit. And mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson kind of said that he's got a lot of Belichick characteristics. He's a detailed guy. Oh, yeah. What he'll do also, his biggest strength that Jimmy says, is that he takes the personnel that's in the hat and creates a defense, kind of like Jim Johnson used to and all them other guys. So he's kind of like a Dan Quinn kind of guy that's going to put the personnel in positions and not
3: just pu- plug and play. Well, you know, that would be the the, the kind of guy you need because that's what yeah, really I don't what think he gets out of the building tonight. Yeah. 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 You know, you could be right because it, it definitely, from what I was looking at today, just looking at it and seeing the lay of the land, he's their guy far as i'm concerned because he comes in with the same system he's a young guy he's been around a long time and you can see with the the fact that he's so close to fangio that um you know they've been talking they've probably been on the phone and you know uh they they really want fangio to i guess they probably would have liked to have signed him if they knew everything that they know now uh they can't get him they get the, the next best which is uh you know his assistant Absolutely. Gary, should be interesting. Combine start tomorrow. Yep.
1: Thank you so much for all your help always. Thank you, my friend. All right. Have a good one. You got it. That is the great Gary Cobb. By the way, Tone, that last comment by Gary talking about um uh Seth. I'd love to have that if I can on the Twitter page too, over at Jacob Sports and also at Dan Silio Show, because um it's always good to have a guy who played the linebacker position, always giving um, you know, reformation and always giving an opportunity to give a guy a push too. So Gary's for it as well. I'm for it. There's a lot of people that are for Seth or at least getting a conversation with the Eagles hit the like button. Keep it here on the national football show.
2: When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog but that doesn't worry us. At Messen Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messen Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
5: My name is uh, Fran Solano, I'm a Managing Director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget.
6: Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? taxes are historically low today but we're facing significant headwinds in the future do you have a plan the thrive financial team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the delaware valley with forward-looking tax planning learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts get your thrive retirement tax playbook today
0: go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the scene Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean.
1: top of the hour, we're going to do our free agent draft. 32 teams and a player that I think of free agency that you're going to draft. I put that out there. We'll see what you guys think about that. We'll do that at the top of the hour. I want to hit on something also, too. The Eagles may be behind here. Okay? I also want to do this tomorrow's the Combines. What do you guys think of this? And by, by the way, remember something. Aaron Donald is six feet two seventy five. Did you know that, Tone? The best supposed defensive tackle in the history of the National Football League is six feet two seventy five. Okay. His 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 combine numbers were over the top. Really insane. I want to show you this, though. And Warren Sapp's about six two and a half. Jerome was about six two. Okay, and I was six one and a half, two ninety two. I didn't have a combine because juniors back in the day couldn't go to combines, but here were my numbers. I posted them. Okay, my forty yard dash at two hundred and ninety two pounds. I ran a four eight one. what did what did um What did Jordan Davis run? Four seven eight? And he did it at like 343 is insane. It's insane. It's insane. Okay. It's insane. Okay. It's insane. I two, at, at 292 pounds, I had a 27 vertical, which means I could put my hand in the rim. Now, will do it. Don't, I cannot do any of that right now. But I had a 27 vertical at 292 i posted that too these are all my numbers and i benched 535 i did 225 55 times so i ran a 48 was almost 300 pounds and i had a vertical i could slam a basketball (laughs) and that's 34 years ago those are and and the guy next to me was a freak show too jerome brown he was a freak show guy ran a 4.8 also. He was 3.05. This is 34 years ago. This is 34 years ago that he and I were doing this. Now everyone's doing this. I think we had better numbers than Jonathan. I know I had better numbers than Jonathan Allen. Just shows you what measurables. To me, plus you put the game tape on. Does, is he active? Is he productive? That's the one thing I didn't see about Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis had all these measurables, but no production. I had all this with 100 tackles. He had 100 tackles in four years. That's why I say this to you. That guy's never going to be the player you think he's it's never going to get near Fletcher Cox. He's not the 13th player. The Eagles overdrafted him. He will never live up to that. Here, I think that kid, Cam Jurgens has a chance of living up to his position in the draft. Okay, more so. Than what Jordan Davis does. Jordan Davis will never live up to the 13th pick. I do not believe that. I don't see it. Like, I saw him play well against the run a couple times. Okay, few stretches of games he was, but that's not a lot of production. Is it important? Of course it's important. It was a factor in the Super Bowl. I'm not suggesting to you that that's not important. But do you really think the Eagles put an emphasis on stopping the run? They didn't all last year. They went out and got a guy or two guys from the ice cream stand and put him in there over the starter. After he got hurt, he was never really a part of that whole rotation again. He was never part of that. Someone goes like this. Brandon goes, Davis needs to lose weight. That's not my point, Brandon. Brandon, my point is he ain't the 13th pick. He'll never be the 13th pick. Could somebody tell me what Fletcher Cox what what pick was he in the draft? He had to be a first round pick. Okay, I never see like Yale said, I never see Jordan Davis in the backfield. I never see him creating a collapse in the backfield. What was Fletcher Cox picked? Was he like a he was 12th. So this kid's 13th. Never happened. Never happened. That guy does not look remotely even anything near the kind of product. Dude, Fletcher Cox is 32, and he was so much more productive. And we thought he was out of gas. This kid's 20. No way. No way. Sue's going to the Hall of Fame, GP. Andy traded up for Fletcher. Shit, dude, Fletcher's... He's sniffing the Hall of Fame. Fletcher Cox is right there, man. He's right there at the Hall of Fame. You could make an argument. That guy was a Hall of Fame NFL player. I don't see it. Okay? I don't see it. Dude, really? Fletcher was drafted right around the same. Fletcher Cox is an impact guy, man. Round one, 12th pick. Round one, 13th pick. (laughs) Two different dudes. He's going to be an Eagle Hall of Famer for sure. Brandon goes, Davis can't play enough snaps right now. He's conditioned. Shit, man. Brandon. So, Brandon, look what Brandon just said. Hey, Tom, put that up there. Brandon, that's not not a rip. I'm not ripping you. Put Brandon uh, Katz's uh, take up there. This is what Brandon says about Fletcher. Davis can't play enough snaps right now. His conditioning isn't good enough. He needs to lose weight. That's something you shouldn't have to coach. You should know that. He played at Georgia. Was it like he played at Kent State? Or Temple? He played at Georgia. You don't know that? I'll tell you something. You would never have to – tell. i I'm not going to tell you guys this all the time. I tell my daughter this every single time. Hey, you'll beat 80% of your opponents just by being in better shape than them because you know why? The better athletes sometimes don't have the intangible of wanting to work hard. That's a sign to me Jordan Davis doesn't want to work hard. I've got to tell you to be in shape is a problem. I shouldn't have, it's professional football. That's like me telling one of you guys, okay, hey, make sure you're not late for work tomorrow. You don't have to tell me that, boss. I know that. What's the difference? What's the difference? And your boss reminding you every day, hey, what you guys are saying about Fletcher, hey, you got to lose weight and be in better shape. It's like telling you before you leave for work, hey, don't be late tomorrow. My, my, I I know that. I know that. Fletcher Cox doesn't have the intangible of hard work. Of all those great players, and Yell, yeah, I'm going to put this out there. Of all the great players that Georgia has put out in the last two years, two and a half years, he's the player that did not fulfill the immense talent he has. I said this the day you guys drafted him. He is as athletically skilled and is a freak show at a combine. But when you ask him to produce, he can't, he won't. We'll see. I'm not calling him the B word yet. By the way, I'm not rooting against him. I'm just saying, I don't see it. And every time you guys remind me that I have to remind him that it's conditioning, that's a red flag. That's not a good thing. Watch this, he's got to work on his pass rush. Okay, you know, guys work on their pass rush. He's got to work on engaging and getting off the block. Okay, guys work on that. So you're telling me this guy's got to work on not going to White Castle. That's a desire. That's a desire. Not good, man. That's a poor intangible That's why I told you and, and, and coach Johnson always showed and he goes, dude, look at the guy's production sheet, not just his height and weight. That's how we could find Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas and other guys like Tony Tolbert and dudes in the latter rounds because you know why Jimmy liked people that produced. You didn't have to be the tallest guy on the planet. You just had to produce. That's like why when you look at Aaron Donald's measurables, five hundred pound bench, he's he's six feet, he's not even two eighty. Aaron Donald's six feet two seventy five and played that way at Pitt, but he's got to be one of the best, if not the best, defensive tackle pass rusher in the history of the NFL. And his motor is insane. It's John Randall insane. He has a motor like John Randall and the ability to pass rush like sap. That's who Donald is. And he's never, he's never out of shape. Always comes to camp ready to rock. I, I, I think that Ramstein got worn out this past year mentally because of all the Super Bowl bullshit. Okay. And I want to make, I remember one other thing about the negative part of Aaron Donald, in my opinion, is he doesn't have to play to run. They don't ask him to play a run. But he's in the backfield making TFLs. Like, watch this. Hey, could somebody... Hey, a, a, um, Tone, what pick was Aaron Donald? Six feet, 270, out of pit. What was he picked? I'd like to know what his pick number was when he went to the Rams. What was? Where, where was he drafted? Because you couldn't look at him and go at the Combines, and go, man, he's not very big. He's a little dude, man. He is. He was the 13th overall pick. That's what you – that you guys took Aaron – you guys took Jordan Davis at 13. The Rams took Aaron Donald at 13. Aaron Donald was so productive at Pitt. production you show up at the combines and you run a four seven eight great sounds good can you play i mean hey if i wanted to do all that shit i'd go to muscle beach santa monica find a guy look at this dude This dude's a horse can he run who cares you gotta have tape hour number two Big Sills is going to take free agency, and I'm going to have a 32-team draft. And we'll go from there. We'll start that off at the top of the hour. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
2: When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia and we come to fight our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder and it's the same chip that makes billy the toughest city in the country call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com mess and associates the toughest injury firm in philadelphia
5: My name is uh, Fran and I'm a managing director here at Vale Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget.
6: Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? taxes are historically low today but we're facing significant headwinds in the future do you have a plan the thrive financial team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the delaware valley with forward-looking tax planning learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts get your thrive retirement tax playbook today
0: go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the scene Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean.
1: Bill's National Football Show. Don't forget tomorrow, Bruce Arians will join us. Former head football coach, Super Bowl winning coach for the Buccaneers will join us. Team executive now with the Bucs. So we'll talk with him tomorrow. That'll be at 4.30 Eastern time. So we look forward to talking to coach. So everyone's now talking about Carson Wentz being blown out in Washington. This is now his, uh, let's see, third team that he'll be looking for to play, fourth team now. Fourth team in four years. Wow. What a gigantic mistake the Eagles made. Massive mistake the Philadelphia Eagles made. The pick. The money. That guy is a millionaire because of Philly. And them jumping the gun. Look at all the teams that also wasted equity. Colts, Washington, the next team. Won't have to because they're going to get him for minimal money. But what broke this guy? What broke Carson Wentz? What broke him? How do you go from being, and, it, and don't tell me Jalen Hurts, please. Jalen Hurts did not break this guy. He did not break him. Carson's, Carson Wentz may have been a failure as a football player, but with $120 million in a career earnings, he's my hero. Absolutely. $120 million. Thank you, Philly. Foles? I think you guys embraced him. Why don't you think it worked for Wentz period in the league? Why why do you think it didn't work? It worked kind of a little bit. Why do you not think it worked? Because you know why? Carson Wentz, before the money, had the best of everything in Philly. The same way Jalen Hurts had the best of everything. Really good coaching. Really good talent around him. He was on a rookie contract. They didn't have to pay the 120. They didn't have to give him that contract extension. They did, though. They ruined everything with the contract extension. They ruined him, too. He was not good enough to carry. It's funny. Somebody brought this up earlier. Sills, how many $40 million deals have won Super Bowls? Well, one. How many $30 million quarterbacks have won Super Bowls? Brady? Mahomes? Tone says, Sills, the city protected Wentz like it was life and death. When Foles won that bowl, it did something to him. It started pressing like never before. Yeah, because he lost the faith in the fan base. And the fan base lost faith in him. They saw a guy with lesser talent. They saw a guy who was an underdog. Like Jalen, they saw a guy who was fighting for everything he had. They saw a guy who for whatever reason, embodied the city better than Wentz did. And they embraced that. They embraced the player and the attitude of Foles more than they did Wentz because they thought Wentz was given every opportunity. And he was. That's a city's makeup. That's why Iverson fit. Shit, Allen Iverson may have been a first pick. Allen Iverson was recruited at a prison. He went to Georgetown from a jail cell. Philly like is rooting for him. is one of my favorite athletes of all time, so I'm a little biased. Okay, I'm a little biased towards Allen Iverson. He's my favorite Philadelphia sports dude of all time. I'm, I'm a little biased. By the way, he was a hell of a football player. Bobby Bowden offered him a scholarship to go play quarterback said he could be the next charlie ward that's a fact they they, they thought he could be the next charlie ward Iverson. <laughs> he was some great football player. he was a great dual sport guy Allen's overrated i don't think so really i'll tell you there's not a person that can give kobe a fight for his presence in the league in his impact in the inner city, and the impact of the man himself, than Allen Iverson. He's a cultural guy. AI will go down. as truly one of the most magnetic dudes in the history of sports. I love that guy. <laughs> man, I am a huge Allen Iverson dude. He's one of my top five favorite athletes. I, I, I'm, I'm a massive... Massive Allen Iverson guy. I don't give a shit the guy's broke. I think money was a factor with AI. And by the way, Adidas owes him money. Or Reebok signed a contract that he's going to get $38 million. I think when he turns 60. Because he signed a deal and and, um, Reebok promised him this money. And he's owed it and he'll get it. They love him, man. You name me a guy who's a better six-foot player in the history of the NBA. Eh, It's over. The real ghost rings. Yeah, you're right. That's why Elgin Baylor sucks too then, right? Or Wilt sucks because he's only got two. (laughs) Okay. Or, or, Or Barkley's terrible, right? Let me get this right. Who? So you think James is a better player than Charles Barkley? Barkley's a 20,000-point scorer, and a 10,000-rebounding guy. Come on, man. Huge AI guy. G.I. says Allen Iverson took an absolute shitty Sixer team to the finals. I know. Guess, get this. I was working in national radio at the time. If I'm not mistaken, didn't the Sixers win game two? Um, I thought they won it. I thought they won it at the forum. Game two at the forum. Didn't Iverson lead that team? I know they got ended up getting beat 3-1, but that was that Kobe Shaq team. That was that Kobe and Shaq team. Who was on that Sixer team to help him out? Elton Brand? <laughs> mm. Too better. Game oh it was one at, game one at Staples they won yeah Chick Kern was still alive for that absolutely okay let's get let's get I am going to draft the top free agents oh real quick to finish Wentz up so. Are you saying that the city broke him like they did Ben Ben Simmons won't even step on the feet, on, on the court again. So you're saying the two casualties of Philadelphia is Ben Simmons and Carson Wentz? Wow. Your reputation precedes you guys. Think of this. See, I would have never have drafted Ben Simmons. You could take LSU to the playoffs. You couldn't even get LSU in the postseason. Didn't want to play. He was, I mean, what do you have? Like a red shirt kind of, so to speak, rookie year. I thought he was a loser. But you drafted him. Guys on Instagram chasing down skirts instead of practicing his jump shot. Now he won't get on a court, but because what? Philly gave him a whole boatload of money and a contract extension and it's all guaranteed god i wish i was an nba guy because if i was an nba guy i don't really have to work hard i could take three days a week off get guaranteed money and call it load management and chase instagram chicks on on the thing and no one says anything about it you're an nfl guy you get caught none of your money's guaranteed most violent sport in North America is doesn't have guaranteed contracts except the wormy quarterbacks. Be a nice day when the quarterbacks in the NFL stood up for the rest of the players in the league for guaranteed deals. All I see is these guys getting all this money guaranteed. Good for them, man. They're treated like NBA guys. You know what the NFL guys are treated? Like they've always been. Pawns on a chessboard. DTs, linebackers, you don't get guaranteed money unless you're a 1%. All the quarterbacks get all the dough, all the accolades, city respect, backing. Look at Carson Wentz. Hey, you got, They get a lot of shit too, no question about it. Carson Wentz, though, he gets a contract before he's supposed to and before you know exactly who he is. You prematurely pay the guy and it blows up in your face and Philly looks at him as a scumbag. Well, you did it. Gave Simmons the money too. And the opportunity. Two failures. How many years did Philadelphia tank to sock? Six? How could you sell season tickets as a sixer owner? And that guy's now trying to buy the commanders and for six seven years you sucked out loud giving your fans the worst product on the planet and i gotta worry about him beat whether or not his foot hurts all the time or ben simmons is a (laughs) crybaby man you can count my ass out on that one you gotta prove to me more about my loyalty to you if you're a philadelphia 76er fan than to sit there watching the sixers play against the celtics Dude, you lost my loyalty. At least the damn Eagles, they go out and they try to win each and every single year. They put the best roster and the best product. It's the best organization in Philadelphia by far, including the Flyers. Ed Snyder dies. Look at that train wreck. Shit, you go over to Wells Fargo and you look at the Sixer, you look at the Sixers and the Flyers, and you must want to vomit. Markel faults. I mean, seriously, dude. Yeah, I mean, Philly has the best-run football team in the NFL right now. And they got the other sports, they blow. Now, wait, Dombrowski's in the building. They got to the World Series. They're good, except for the starting pitch in which it's coming around now. One of the reasons why the the Phillies were never really in contention is because starting pitching dwindled on the farm. You go down to Clearwater, you never saw anything down there. Now you kind of see it again. That's made them great. Starting pitching. Making a deal to get a reliever in the building. Even stupid Papelbaum was decent. G.I. goes, I used to be a diehard Sixer fan, a diehard Eagle fan, and Flyers fan. Now I hate him. Okay? I only watch the Phils. Harper's changing the culture around for you, G.I. That's a guy that's getting paid and well worth it. Shit, I'd say the two best athletes right now that Philly has had in a long time that are worth going and seeing, It ain't Joel Embiid. It's Harper and Jalen Hurts. Joel Embiid? Come on, man. He needs to be tougher, a better leader. Whole thing, man. The Sixers are not... It's a shitty run organization. And Doc... Doc's been on this show. I love Doc. I've known Doc a long time. It's just shitty. Any team that will lose on purpose, count me out. You got to earn my loyalty back, dude. You're not just going to go like this. Hey, Sills, they're winning. They're one of the better teams in the East. Yeah, but they'll F it up. They always do. The Flyers are the, or the Sixers are the old school way of Philly doom. They embody the Philly doom, the 76ers. You want to know what's wrong in Philly sports wise? Fires and the Sixers are the greatest example of that. Expectations and none. Eagles, no wonder it's a football town anyway. Let's do free agency. Let's see if you think some of these guys fit in some of these teams. I took the top 32. I took the top 32 free agents, and I put them on a team of ne- These teams have a need. They may go into the draft. They may go into free agency. But what I did was I just took the top 32 free agents, and I put them on a team. So here we go. I'm going to start with the Bears. Javon Hardgrave, DT, Philadelphia Eagles. They got $94 million in cap space. They are targeting Javon Hardgrave. He will not be an Eagle unless there's a franchise tag, and there's no way how he's putting an $18.9 million franchise tag on Javon Hardgrave. Not happening. He'll make in the realm of 18 to $20 million. I got him going to the Bears. Falcons. Zach Allen. Defensive line. Was drafted out of Boston College. He's had a pretty good career down there in Arizona. They don't want to pay him because they can't because the quarterback. He's looking for big money. And are he's looking for big money and the Falcons have it. They need a defensive lineman. This kid's pretty productive. I like him. I know him. He played in the same high school conference. I played in called the FCAC up in Connecticut. It's where Steve Young and all these guys played up there. Ken Bell, bunch of bunch of really great. um, The kid Dwight Freeney played in this conference as well. It's been a lot of superstars that have played in that conference, and he's a pretty damn good player. I see the Falcons signing him. Raiders, you ready? I got the Raiders signing James Bradbury. They need a corner desperately. He was on the Eagles, and I do think the Raiders will give him an excess of $16 million to play corner. I see James Bradbury going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Seals, would you rather sign Hardgrave or CJ? CJ, it's a passing league today. CJ, you know what's funny about the Raiders? The Raiders notoriously in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s were known for great secondary play. I can't remember the last Charles Woodson. After Charles Woodson that anybody's played there in the secondary where you went like this. Holy shit, that guy's great. I can't think of anybody after Charles Woodson that played for the Raiders that was an effective secondary player. I, I just can't. They have not drafted well. They've not signed players um, to play in that secondary. And that used to be a place where, I mean, you had Jack Tatum and Dave Mike Davis and all those great legendary players that played in the secondary, and I can't think of really any great players that ever played in that secondary since Charles Woodson. Lester Hayes, Mike Haynes, all those players, spectacular. They've sucked so long, like Yale says, in the secondary. That's why Bradbury is an essential piece. I'm trying to at least rebuild a little bit of that. They got a pass rush. They need some secondary guys. Jacoby Myers. I got him signing with the Giants. Not bad. I, you know, I think last year, new England, man, they F the boat up offensively with the stupid play calling of Belichick and Matt Patricia. They finally got an adult in the building now with Bill O'Brien. And I think they'll write the ship. I think Mac Jones will come back to being Mac Jones a little bit and I think he's probably got a future up there. I think Mac's a pretty good player. I think the same thing with Josh Allen. Took a step back because they lost a really top flight coordinator in Brian Dable. So I think you got him now a – I think you got him a big deal here. So I got Jacoby Myers going to the um, New York Giants from the Patriots. Marcus Davenport, edge rusher, played with the Saints. Pretty good ball player. Um, I got him going to the Texans. Texans have a lot of draft assets, and they have a lot of equity when it comes to free agent money. Boy, I'll tell you something. I could see them spending a lot of money and drafting a ton of players. Um, I think Bryce Young lands here. So you're going to start to see them build on defense and go through the draft some offense. I think they got two ones, so they're going to go quarterback wide out, in my opinion. I got the Bengals signing Mike McClinchy, offensive tackle, 49ers. Got to keep building around Joe Burrow. Got to keep building. They – they, you know what? I'll tell you something about, about the Bengals from Duke Tobin. General Manager, if I'm Duke Tobin, my number one thing every year is drafting OTs, wideouts, and in free agency, bringing in OTs and wideouts. I have to keep that guy healthy. If I have any chance of keeping him in Cincinnati and winning games, it's essential Joe Burrow's happy and continues to see that I'm drafting offensive linemen, drafting wide receivers, and I'll and I'll deal with free agency and some of the pieces, and I'll re-sign my defensive guys. I'll draft defensive guys as well. But I've got to make Joe Burrow know, you are everything. And so, McClinchy played right tackle. He's a young kid. Played with the 49ers. That'd be a huge loss for San Francisco, too, if he goes to the Bengals. Plus, you get him out of the conference. Seahawks. Draymond Jones played with the Broncos. I got him going to the Seahawks. Seahawks need d line help. They need pass rushers stopping the run. And Carroll's a great coordinator. I like this kid. Broncos were a force on defense last year. Their shitty offense and poor hire and Nathaniel Hackett cost that defense an opportunity. I think they finished third. They were good defensively, and he was a force in that whole process. Okay. I mean, he was a force. I got the Ravens. Get this. Th- this might be weird. What do you think of Juju Smith Schuster going there and getting money? And I got Juju Smith Schuster. I think it's right down the economic pipe. You're not going to bring in a top flight guy for, for, Lamar Jackson you need a proven veteran you really want to draft a rookie you might want to draft a rookie if you sign Lamar but they need help on defense and in their old line he needs a quality professional okay but Yale Yale goes he's a mid-level wide receiver well that means he makes mid-level money I mean you're not going to bring in a 15 or 12 million dollar wideout. With a $52 million quarterback, you're not doing it. You're right, he's mid-level. Well, that comes with money. You have to, you have to understand that. Well, you have to balance the dough, the cap, and bring in something for the player. Hey, watch this. Does DeAndre Hopkins work in both Shit, yeah. DeAndre works anywhere. Well, not really. DeAndre Hopkins is gonna want to. Have big money. Well, he ain't fitting in Dallas. Yell goes, Well, yeah if it's not Lamar playing in Baltimore, I don't. I'm not having Smith Schuster. That that'll change if it's somebody else. If it's a rookie, I'm not getting him. I'll bring in DeAndre. Just like the Eagles brought in AJ. That's I mean, sure. Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon, Jamil Dean, I think he's 26, cornerback, Buccaneers. This guy is a man corner. Bradbury and CJ played center field last year. Dean's better. Dean's better than Bradbury and Slay, he's better. He's a man corner. Your guy's not. Okay, he's they're not. Darius Slay got eighteen million dollars last year to play center field. He didn't. He wasn't stressed. But watch his Cody. He'll turn Jamil Deal into a corner. He'll turn him into a. To every corner, you know what every corner's dream is? You guys will love this. You know what every corner's dream is? To have a defensive coordinator and not have me play man coverage and just center field for $12 million. You're 40 yards off the ball. No one should ever beat you deep. You're a corner playing 40 yards off the ball. I mean, and I'm gonna pay $12 million for that. How the Eagles got hijacked on that. And where they made it up is that CJ made eight hundred grand, and well, well, they still had to pay eight million bucks to Bradbury. To me, so you played thirty million dollars. The two guys that play center field, and you guys called yourselves the best corners in the NFL. And when you got into a game where a quarterback could rip your ass apart, he did. Took you to a woodshed. Ninety percent completion percentage in the second half against Jonathan Gannon and the so-called best duo corners in the league. Made you look like chumps. Those crossing routes confused the hell. Everybody was wide open. Nobody got hit. Number 10, I got the Lions. Cameron Sutton. Corner Steelers. You're coached by Mike Tomlin. That means you're in a Tampa 2. And that means you're in a Tampa 2. That means the Lions, they love those Tampa 2 guys. You see, here's the thing. The Lions have been a so-called target for Jalen Ramsey. Why in the world would I want to give up draft picks to the Rams for Jalen Ramsey when I could go get the kid Sutton from the Steelers that was coached by Mike Domlin? Albeit Jalen Ramsey had... Raheem Morrison, they won a Super Bowl. I don't know. Why wouldn't I just wait for free agency, get Cameron Sutton from the Steelers who's going to be a free agent? Why wouldn't I just wait, not have to give draft capital up, and get a player who I think is just as good? I think this kid Sutton, I'd like to see him on the Eagles. Seals, do you like Tampa 2 defense? Cody, the only way a Tampa 2 works, you have to have two players. If you don't have a Derrick Brooks or a Ryan Shazier, you can't run the Tampa 2. you got to have linebackers that can cover tight ends, backs, hit, fill gaps, and, and dropping coverage. It, you're asking a lot. One of the reasons that the Steelers fell apart against the, uh, the Patriots is after Shazier, when he got paralyzed, that defense was never the same. Everyone always goes, what, what happened to Pittsburgh? Ryan Shazier got paralyzed. Okay? Cameron Hayward is one of the best defensive tackles. And you got you got the kid Watts rushing the passer. Well, what happened to the Steelers? They lost Ryan Shazier. When you lost Ryan Shazier, it would be like the Bucs losing money. It would be like the Bucs losing Derek Brooks. That's exactly what happened. So when you don't have that cover two linebacker, the Eagles could never play a cover two. That's why a guy like Lovey Smith won't fit. And Philly, you you guys want to know why Lovey Smith's not on your list? Lovey Smith's in Tampa too. You don't have linebackers, nor do the Eagles invest linebackers for cover two. Why isn't Lovey? I every show on our network, right, Tone? How come Lovey's name's not on here? Why isn't Lovey here? Eagles don't have the linebackers for that. You don't have cover two linebackers. And that's what they think of N'Kobe Dean, too. You, you I mean, that's not the simplest defense to run. I've been around Monty Kiffin and I've been around Tony Dudge. He was on last week. And I've been around, I know I know all these guys. They say it's essential to have a cover linebacker. That's the key to running the two. So, Lovie Smith's not on the Eagles list. I never thought he was ever going to be. You don't have linebacker. I mean, T.J. Edwards, I mean, it, it, comparing T.J. Edwards to, to Derek Brooks in just the skill set is like comparing the moon and the sun. Derek is skilled at everything. All right. Yeah, so if I'm the Lions, Jalen Ramsey, I keep seeing that name. I'm like, why would the Eagles or why would the Lions do that? I wouldn't. I'd wait. The Rams are going to cut Ramsey. Wait for him to get cut. Number 11, I got the Titans. Jawan Taylor, OT. Jaguars. Pretty good player. That's a shame if they let him walk out the building because you got Trevor Lawrence down there, and you need to do everything you possibly can to keep that kid protected. Number 12, Colts. I got Dalton Schultz here, tight end, Cowboys. Here's another loss that Dallas has to eat because of Dak Prescott. So you lose your tight. This is what the Cowboys are losing in the last three years. You ready? O-line, Amari Cooper, Zeke, I'm guessing, or restructure, and now Dalton Schultz. Dak Prescott is going to have an even lesser of a team. I say the Cowboys finished last place in the NFC East this year. Am I crazy to say that? I think they finish last. You're not getting better. I I think they get better. I I mean, where are they getting better? I think the Cowboys are going to finish last in the NFC East. I think Eric Bieniemy is going to attract offensive skill powered guys. You got Jack. You got Jack Del Rio. Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy in the building. I don't care what you think of them. They're good coaches. They're going to win games. Brian Dable showing you that they're changing the culture. And the Eagles, surely, where are the Cowboys in this mix? Restructuring Dax deal is their biggest offseason move. Dude, you can say whatever you want about Amari Cooper. He did have 1,000 yards. What was it? Hey, what was the stat this year, Tom? Three um Alabama guys had thousand yard seasons, Devontae, Jalen Waddle, and Amari Cooper. Had three Bama guys have thousand yard seasons. All of them were probably in the same wide receiver room at Alabama, which is insane. Right? Eagle goes, Eagle fan goes, Ron Rivera's trash sales. It took a team to the Super Bowl. Like your guy. If they get the right quarterback in Indy, that could be interesting. Again, shitty ownership. I say the Broncos get that Bills linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds. They need help at linebacker there. And this kid, Tremaine Edmonds, I'd like to have him in Philly. This guy can play, man. Okay? This guy can play. He's a good football player. Here's who the I had the Eagles taken. Tell me if you think I'm crazy and free agency. I think I got to be one of the first guys to throw a name out. You tell me, okay, ready? At 14, I got the Eagles taking Byron Murphy, Jr., cornerback, Cardinals. What do you think? Byron Murphy Jr., cornerback, Cardinals, free agency. Not going to be a kick in the pants money-wise. He's a good football player. He's kind of what they did a year ago. He center field a little bit. I got the Eagles targeting. Again, he's in the ballpark for the money. Byron Murphy Jr., Cardinals, cornerback, Eagles. How he targets him puts him on the other side of Slay, sign CJ, or you bring in Byron Murphy Jr. You put CJ at the other corner spot. You trade Slay away. You draft another safety, and you slide down to that pick to get that kid from Bama, moving down in the draft to get Brian Branch. How you, Would you be okay with that? How about this? Listen again. You trade Slay away. It's coming off the of Pro Bowl season. Get something while you can at 32. You trade him away. You trade down in the draft to get more draft equity. You sign Byron Murphy. Put him at one corner. Then you take CJ. Put him at the other corner. Sign Marcus Epps and then you draft this kid Brian Branch. 17 because you slid down from 10. And you get multiple picks and twos and threes, or you get another first round pick next year. How about that? Why? And some would go, Sills, I don't want to ruin the continuity. Why? You had no continuity going into last year. CJ Gardner Johnson was signed 10 days before the start of the season. You guys make it sound like that guy was been on the team for the last five years. Hey, am I right when I say this? Gardner Johnson hasn't even been on the Eagles a year. He's been on like nine months. Gardner Johnson's been on the Eagles since like September, September, October, November, December, January, February. He's been on the team six months. Six months. Had no problem moving that guy. We need a D.C. That's why this guy from Seattle, Desai, um, is one of the best minds in the game. His reputation precedes him. People have nothing but tremendous things. That's why he's the assistant head coach in Seattle. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I thought he was in Chicago, too, a little bit. But he's a young guy. He's got a lot of Belichick qualities, in my opinion. Swift, the running back. I don't want to spend any money, man, so probably not. I want to go into the draft and get my running back and put him on a rookie contract. Jalen Hurts is my offense. The tight end and the two wideouts outs of my old line are my offense. The running back? So you guys like Byron Murphy Jr.? I do too. Do some homework on him, Yale. Atlanta Delphi Eagle sports talk do I think that Swift would be you're talking downdre Swift obviously in Detroit um his injuries kind of worry me a bit okay his injuries worry me a bit he's a he's a local kid probably wants to come home again this all comes down to price tag Eagles again I'm not getting rid of Miles Sanders. For a lesser dude. And I'm not saying Swift is a lesser dude. I'm not saying that. Okay. Yeah, the kid posed 5'10", though. 5'11". I know he's a good player. He's out of Texas. I like the kid a lot. But, man, is that something you want to invest in? A 5'10", defensive tackle at 340 pounds? I don't know. You know what I mean? You want to put $10 million into that? I don't think so. Okay? Here's the commanders. Tell me what you think of this. I say they go after Derek Carr, and I think Eric Bianami attracts him to go and play in Washington. The Not knowing who the owner is, if it's going to be Snyder still or Jeff Bezos or whatever, I get it, okay, but Derek Carr to Washington makes sense. Tonyio Gibson, the running back, they're improving in the old line. They've got wideouts to get from Penn State, McLaurin out there as well. You put Derek Carr in there with Eric Bieniemy and that defense. I'll tell you, Washington, okay, that. Right there, if you put Carr in Washington, they beat the Eagles, too, with Tyler Heineke. You put Derek Carr in Washington, in a very – watch this. If you're Derek Carr, do you want to go to an AFC team or do you want to go to a chance in the NFC that could put your butt in the NFC title game? Okay? The road in the NFC is easier for Derek Carr than in the AFC which means incentives, playing time, wins, reputation, chance of signing another contract. He wants between 30 and 35. That's doable. Okay? Better coaching. Same shit organization. You know, people here are going like this, Carl, get killed. Hey, Washington beat you legitimately too. Hertz wasn't hurt. They legitimately beat you. <clears throat> Make it sound like you dom- you didn't. The first game you did. And in better coaching, the Washington commander coaching staff, even with Scott, Scott Turner, outcoached you in that second Washington game. They outcoached you and outplayed you. That's a fact. 49ers. I got Isaac Sayamalo going there. Tonja says if Derek Carr goes to Washington, I'm playing, paying close attention to them, which means he believes they could be a threat. I got Sayamalo going to the 49ers. Got the money. I'm paying the quarterback. I could see them going after him. Let me take a timeout, and I'll finish. I, got, I, I stopped at 17. So, and I'll run through these quick. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
2: When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Billy the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messen Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
5: My name is uh, Fran and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget.
6: Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
0: Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean.
1: Fans are incredible. So I, 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 we posted out there on my Twitter page um, that I said that the Cowboys were finishing last place in the NFC East. Here, here, here's Eagle Big Sills haters. Best take he's ever had. Guy finally, ha- hey, clocks, clocks right, <clears throat> clocks right twice, twice a day, dude. <laughs> i'm like okay all right so i see i see where i have to go now it snows in los angeles now all you have to go is to a hollywood party reel and it snows every night in los angeles with those weirdos Real, it snows every day with those idiots now they're streaming the sag awards seems like people are interested in hollywood yeah. hey real people are really interested in hollywood you're now streaming it hey i have a lot in common with all the actors now in hollywood i'm a bullshit artist and i'm streaming how you doing <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i got a lot in common with the hollywood actors now my great streaming show and i'm a bullshit artist like they are hey, it's all good <laughs> <laughs> let me finish this thing up here (laughs) oh man i was like where's the sag awards it's streaming oh right in line with big sills i like it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, harvey kytel is he still alive those old-timey guys are they still alive? harvey kytel is he still alive I'm just yeah, you have to give me an updated list of all the dudes that are those Hollywood freaks freakazoids and let me know if they're still alive. Bad Lieutenant, I love that movie. Show me your ass. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, it's a family show. Let me let me finish. <laughs> Winston Wolf. Please stop it. Steelers Andre Wiley Ot I think the Chiefs take a hit here Chiefs how about this one how about this one Odell Beckham Jr Kansas City Chiefs what do you think Kansas City Chiefs show me how you easy easy grease easy <laughs> My aunt watches the show. He's easy, <laughs> easy. How about Beckham? Beckham going to Kansas City, right? Why would you go to Jerry Jones? Ain't got the money or the space. Go to Kansas City. Have Patrick Mahomes create a value for you. Can you imagine? This is what I would do. I would go to Kansas City. I would go to Andy Reid and go, tell you what, I'll give you a hometown cooking deal, a Howie Roseman deal. Well, I put up these numbers, you sign me to a contract extension. Mike Gesick, tight end. Packers. Got to give the uh, pothead what he wants up in Green Bay, don't you? Yeah, man. I, I need a tight end. You are a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> ah I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, You are a tight end. Give the pothead his tight end, man. Aaron Rodgers needs a tight end. Hookah, anyone? No, it's all right. I'm good. How about this one? Saquon Barkley to the Cowboys after they cut Zeke and Pollard. They don't re-sign Zeke or Pollard, but sign Barkley. Could you see him doing that? And giving him the $10 million they were going to pay Zeke? Saquon Barkley to the Cowboys. And you get rid of Pollard and a washed-up Zeke Elliott. Would you do that? <laughs> Guys are going, hope not. Well, I, I know, hope not. Yeah, shit, give the tight end. Tell the tight end, hey, look, you're going to go play with the pothead up in Green Bay. It's all good. Don't worry. You won't see him very much. You'll just see him on Sundays. <laughs> he won't bug you because he doesn't bug anybody else. You, you know he is? He's like that Poxaquani. What's it, the guy? The guy with, that sees the shadow, whether it's going to be a long, like a summer or a long winter, I mean, he's like the groundhog guy. He comes out. Packers are gonna have another long season. <laughs> Here's Aaron Rodgers comes out of his hole, and he goes. Packers are gonna have another long season. Whew. Boy, you don't know how long a season. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the guy the Gopher guy. That's his new name. Yeah, we're not. We're, we're gonna have a really good year this year. Props. No, not there. No way. You kidding me? Hey, Ricky Williams is saying that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback he's ever seen. That should tell you all you need to know. (laughs) That's, That's my quarterback. Ricky Williams, that's my quarterback. Panthers, Levante David stays in the division too. Was with the Buccaneers. Um... The Browns get that Jordan Poyer kid from the Bills. I think he's good. That safety kid, I think he's too rich for the Eagles. Jalen Ramsey to Detroit. Why would I do that? Why would I give up draft choices? Dolphins. Jimmy J. But Jimmy G to the Dolphins. Move off the of Tua. There's your gap guy. You draft quarterback. If you don't do anything with Lamar. Bills, Josh Jacobs goes to Buffalo because Josh Allen needs a running back. Chargers, Paris Campbell, wide receiver, played with the Colts last year. Not too bad. Jesse Bates, safety, Bengals last year. Vikings this year, they need a lot of help. And... Patrick Peterson to the bucks bucks have like their own little retirement home now after Tom Brady the bucks are gonna the bucks are gonna suck so bad like these next couple of years everyone's gonna want out oh you're seriously you're gonna think people were running for the border <laughs> hey I don't know what that means to you politically I'm just saying that people are gonna be running to get out of tampa because that thing is an absolute shit show man absolutely hey i appreciate it tomorrow we are going to have on the former head football coach of the tampa bay buccaneers bruce arians that'll be at four thirty. so i'm looking forward to that talking to him about tom brady do more as we get into the combines the combines officially start tomorrow Xander, thank you. Big Joe, thank you. Tone, you're doing such a great job. I can't thank you enough. And all of you, please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Don't forget tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern, and we'll see you on the flip side.
2: When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia. And we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215 568 3500 or visit us online at MesaLaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.